Welcome to Explore Yellowstone Like a Local, the number one podcast for Yellowstone and Grand Teton and home to the top-rated guidebook of the same name. And I'm your author as well as your host for this and all the other podcasts, Teddy Garland. And this podcast is just a fun podcast to listen to. Uh, Because you guys send me a lot of notes saying how you guys like all the funny stories that are mixed in with all the other podcasts. So what I decided to do was pull them. I decided to go into some of the back podcasts, find the stories that you guys said you guys really liked. And I'm going to do a series of these story podcasts for you guys to listen to as you guys are driving along so you guys can have a little fun as you're tooling around through Yellowstone Park. And besides the stories that you guys may or may not have already heard, I'm going to pull some new stories out that you guys have never heard because I've never had them out there on any podcast before. So I'm going to do about two or three stories per podcast to kind of keep the time down on them so you guys can listen to them as you want to and not tie up too much of your time. But they'll be fun. There's going to be some fun ones, some not so fun ones, kind of sad ones, and some really interesting ones. So, And remember, you guys can pick up a guidebook on our website, either electronic or paperback copy, and the guidebook's been called the best guidebook ever written for Yellowstone Park, a must-have for any trip to Yellowstone. Just go to the review section on our website and you can read all the sparkling reviews and see some of the cool pictures you guys guys have sent us and all that stuff so i'm not going to get into any more about all that but because uh, these are just some fun podcasts to listen to as you guys are driving around yellowstone and grand teton national park so all right so we're going to start off with what i have been told is the best of the best of the best and it's the story of snaggletooth the bear and he can be found right there in the west yellowstone museum and my encounter with him as a youth back in the day uh, so uh, all right let's get started with the very first one of these fun podcasts and this is a pretty good one so here's the story of snaggletooth the bear and i pulled this from the podcast west yellowstone lodging dining and entertainment so here we go all right so last but not least i am going to cover the west yellowstone museum and the west yellowstone museum is flat ass got it going on and inside that museum you're gonna find an enormous stuffed bear in there named Snaggletooth the Bear. He is what at one point in time was the most famous bear in the world and boy do I have a great Snaggletooth the Bear story. This is, I've been told by a lot of people that listen to my podcasts is the absolute funniest podcast I have ever recorded and uh, everybody goes in the museum just to see Snaggletooth. So <laughs> here goes the story of Snaggletooth the Bear in the great West Yellowstone Museum. You guys got to remember feeding bears in Yellowstone Park was legal for well over 100 years in the park. I mean, up until the mid-1970s when I was back in high school, you could feed a bear anywhere in Yellowstone Park. I mean, my mom would pick up a loaf of bread at one of the grocery stores every day we went to the park just to feed the bears. And when I was a kid, all this was completely legal. And then they had dumps set up in the park and outside the park, and these bears would congregate in those dumps, especially in the evenings, and people would pull up at the edge of the dump and line up like you're watching a drive-in movie theater and everybody turn their headlights on so you could watch the bears out there. 
So we get, my Uncle Jack gets everybody in camp over there at Lake Henry's, 15 miles outside of West Yellowstone. It's kind of where I grew up as a kid. You know, he gets all the kids gathered up. All right, kids, we're going to go to the dump. We're taking our new Vista Cruiser. My Aunt Rosalind had gotten this new Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser station wagon. It had a little glass moonroof on it and everything else, and it was green with wood paneling, exactly like the, the one in, in the Chevy Chase and Vacation. It looked almost exactly like that, that stupid one in that movie, but it was really similar looking. And But she was so proud of that thing. I think it still had paper plates on the thing. It didn't even have a license tags on it yet. And uh, so Jack goes, we're going to take all the kids in the Vista Cruiser and take an after dinner. We're going to go watch, go to the dump. And all these kids, I only know some of them. We dogpile about a dozen little kids in that, in that Vista Cruiser. And they're just you know, on top of each other in the back of this Vista Cruiser. And they're all just geared up to go to the dump and look at grizzly bears. So we drive out there in front of Henry's and pull up the dump. The dump used to be on the north side of town, up between the town and the airport over there. We pulled up to the dump, and sure enough, there's about you know five or eight, ten other cars out there already. And pull up, park, put your headlights on. So we're out there, kind of watching the bears and everybody, you know, just climbing all over, sticking their heads out the window to see these bears. You know, there's just kids just packed in this Vista Cruiser, and so we're about thirty feet away from Snaggletooth. He's out there, and my uncle Jack goes. Oh my God, kids, look! It's Snaggletooth, the most famous bear in the world. There he is. And sure enough, there's this big, big, big grizzly bear. And he had this one tooth that stuck out of the left side of his mouth straight sideways, hence the name Snaggletooth. I mean, legitimately had this tooth that stuck out sideways. And so, you know, he's out there. There he is, kids. It's Snaggletooth. Look at him. He's killed people all over the place. They're just, you can see the blood on his muzzle and all this kind of stuff. He's just, you know, making all this crap up. But, you know, the kids are back there just dead quiet, you know, eyes big as silver dollars, you know, not even know who the half these kids were in the car. They just came from camp, so we're all going to go to the dump and look at bears. So my cousin Freddie, was sitting next to my cousin Freddie, and he goes, watch this. He gets out of the car, Uncle Jack goes, God dang it, Freddie, what are you doing? And I, you know, I'm about 10, Freddie's probably about 14. He takes a Baby Ruth candy bar wrapper and he sticks it up on the hood of Rosalind's Vista Cruiser out there by the Oldsmobile emblem right there in the front of the car. He comes running back, God, and Freddie, God dang it, Freddie, what's what are you doing? He goes, I want to get see if I can get Snaggletooth over here. And well, sure enough, here, here comes old Snaggletooth coming right up to the car, man. There's 20 bears out there, black bears, grizzly bears, everything else. Well, Snaggletooth is right out there. He smells that chocolate or whatever, and he comes bebopping over there. Oh my God, Snaggletooth's coming to get us! And I mean, about three or four of these little girls in the back scream, I want my mommy! You know, this bear comes over there, and he's, he's sniffing around. You can see him sniffing around for that can't damn candy bar. He puts his front paws up, and his paws are as big as basketballs, man. They're that big around, about six inch claws. Wait till you see him in that museum. He puts his hands down on that Vista Cruiser on the front end of it looking at it so he can pick his hat up and look for that damn candy bar and I mean just crushes in the front of that car <laughs> and the back end of the car almost comes up off the ground you know just and uh, well you know he's, he's trying to reach up there with his mouth 
and that stupid, that stupid tooth keeps getting up on that Osmobile emblem, and he keeps knocking that candy bar closer to the windshield, you know, and then he, you know, he backs up and he gets a little run and start and just crushes in the front of that car. This car's like two or three weeks old. And my man Ross was so proud of this Vista Cruiser. And I mean, he keeps reaching up with his claws trying to get a hold of that candy bar. And Uncle Jack's going, oh my God, Snagglestooth's on the car. And uh, <laughs> the car's just shaking, man. That bear's big. Just <laughs> reaches up trying to get it by this time that candy bar is almost up by the windshield wipers and he's reaching up there and just his claws down the front of that car just digging into the paint you know just just deep grooves of the paint and the paint's all peeling on the hood's all sticking up in the corners he reaches up get one of his paws caught on in the little lip there between the window and the deal tries to pull himself up to get that car the kids are crying in the back I want my mommy Jack's going calm down kids <laughs> just, it just was so funny my cousin Freddie's just dying laughing you know just everybody's just eyes are big that bear's right there I mean his head it's about as big around as a basketball goal. Right there. Well, you know, and he reaches back and he almost pulls the, the hood hinge off. I mean, the, <laughs> those cars demolished, man. You know, he, he finally gets that. He's trying to get that candy bar in his mouth. And he finally gets that. He's trying to grab it. And that damn dude's dragging on the hook of the car. He couldn't get to it. And so he finally gets that damn candy bar in his mouth. And it slides off the hood. You know, the back end of the car goes, you know, it went off the grid or anything else, but it was up in the air. You know, then they would get level the car levels up and starts shaking a little bit. You know, and then he kind of just lumbers off with all the other bears. You can hear the fan mouth running and hitting the front of the hood where the, where the fans hitting the hood. Because <laughs> he crushed in the hood on top of the motor. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing's just a wreck. And I mean, we had to stop at a hardware store somewhere, the grocery store, buy a bunch of bungee cords and duct tape, keep the hood from flying over the back of the car going 55 miles an hour down the highway back to Lake Henry's. We got back to Lake Henry's and my aunt Ross went through a shit fit. And all these kids, you know, Jack's going, kids, you don't know your mom and dad. It was all under control and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, all these parents are coming up. These kids are just, their tears are running down. Their eyes are just, you know, scarred for life by snaggled in the car. The car, this going to eat them alive. And the other parents come back, God dang it, Uncle Jack, what's going on? My kid's scared to death. There's a little five-year-old girl just bawling her eyes out. Oh, my God. It was so funny. And I had forgot that damn Snaggletooth was in that museum. Because I hadn't been in so long, but... Lisa and I went in there about 
five or six years ago on a rainy day or something. She had never seen any of that stuff. So I took her in there. And I go, oh my God, they're snaggle teeth. He's stuffed. He's standing up vertical. Man, he's about eight and a half feet tall. It's huge. And uh, yeah, they're in that tooth all sticking out sideways. Man, it's just, I go, I got a great story about that bear. I was telling the story, just laughing my head Oh my god, that was so funny. That, that car was just torn to shit. See, <laughs> oh. so you guys can go in there and see Snaggletooth in that museum and see a bunch of other cool stuff. It is just so funny. But yeah, there he is. He's in that ceiling. He didn't hit that candy bar in his mouth because like, <laughs> that damn tooth kept dragging on the car. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, sorry. I'll stop. I promise I'll stop. So Alright, kids, so that's the story of Snaggletooth the Bear. It's a pretty good one, isn't it? So and also while you're in that museum, there's a, a really cool display actually right next to where last time I was in there where Snaggletooth was standing there. He's just I mean he's up in the air and he's got his arms up in the air and and uh, you can Google a picture of him up on your phone and see what he looks like. You can see that tooth sticking out. There's a couple of really good pictures people have posted, and it's like this girl underneath. He was screaming and all this stuff. But uh, yeah, he's right there. But next door to Snaggletooth is a continually running movie about the fires of 1988. So that that's really worth going in there to see in the museum. Well, the whole museum's great. The museum in West Yellowstone is really, really filled with some neat artifacts. If you guys catch a really cold or a really rainy day, it's worth going in that West Yellowstone Museum. And hundreds of people have, have gone into that museum to see Snaggletooth and then sent me notes after they got out that said, man, what a great museum. And we would have never gone in there without the story of Snaggletooth. And yeah, it's a it's a great story. It's a really funny story. He's he's in there bigger than Dallas, I promise you guys. So so while we're on the subject of museums, my next story and probably my last story in this podcast because that was pretty long is going to be about the museum that used to be over by Henry's Lake. And this is a rather interesting story. It's not nearly as funny, but it's a rather interesting story about the history of the Indian tribes that used to occupy Yellowstone before it became a national park and their relationship with Henry's Lake where I grew up as a kid. Here is a really, really good story about the history of Lake Henry's for you guys. We were coming out of the park one day. I was. This is probably in the seventies, maybe the you know about late seventies, and so I was still in high school. I think we were coming out of the park. A bunch of us, a bunch of the kids that were staying over there at Henry's, and they used to have this old museum over there, kind of by Wild Rose on the North Shore, right there. This old janky museum, and it was never ever open. Well, we were driving by right there one day, and the door was open, and so we walked over there, and it's hey man, the door's open to the museum, so we. Whipped off the road real quick and went in there. I mean, I hadn't seen that door open that museum in three years, probably. And so we whipped over there and went in there, and sure enough, man, the thing was open. You know, the little tip jar right there didn't charge admission or anything else. He had some of the coolest stuff in there right when you walked in the door. Had this big stuffed wolf, this big black wolf. It had a hold of a, a ram, a you know, a, a bighorn sheep, and I mean, by the back of the neck, dragging it to the ground. 
And it, it was one probably one of the coolest stuffed animal displays I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's right there when you walked in the door, and it's all dark and dirty in there and everything else. It's like, man, that thing's cool. And uh, God, you know, it's just pulling this ram down. It was it was all kinds of tough. And so we were walking around through there, and old man's back there and talking to him and saying who he were. And he goes, yeah, I've heard of your dad. I've heard of Mr. Garland a number of times. I've been out there, seen him on the lake fishing and all this kind of stuff. He's a great fisherman and all this kind of stuff. And he's a really nice guy. And so I was up there kind of shooting the bowl with him. And he had some pictures in, in, in this old photo album. And uh, I was just kind of just wheeling through these photo albums. Everybody's looking around, you know, looking at all this cool stuff in this museum. That thing's long gone right now. I've heard for years that they're going to try to get it open back up. The building is still there. I don't know what's inside it, but boy, if that display was in there, God, that thing was cool. So I was thumbing through these pictures and looking through these pictures and I kind of go, well, that's taken from right over here on the shore. And I go, well, what happened to all the water? He goes, well, that's what Lake Henry's used to look like before the dam was built. And it was fascinating. He looked out across Lake Henry's out there, and there was just these rolling little mounds, and there was all these Indian burial plots on these mounds, and there was just like a little wavy water channels going around these mounds down through there like you could paddle a canoe through and then there was a dirt little dirt hill about 20 feet across 15 feet wide and there was an Indian burial ground on stilts and you could see just one after the others you know dozens if not a hundred of these Indian burial mounds out in Lake Henry's. And I go, no kidding. I go, is that what I think it is? He goes, yeah, the Indians from Yellowstone Park, the Yellowstone Park area, the Shoshones, the Bannocks, and, and all that, the Blackfeet, and, you know, that I, I tell the story in the guidebook how they, you know, used to kill everybody and the story of the three brothers and everything else. But their, their people, they would bring them out of the park, out of the sacred ground to Henry's Lake, which was their burial grounds. And so I go, wow, that is just fascinating. I had never in my life, seen, I thought I'd seen everything there is to know about Henry's Lake. You know, growing up there as a kid for, you know, for about two or three months every summer my whole life. And my parents have been there since 1919 and they're their parents. So this guy had this picture and uh, I God, that is so cool. Just absolutely amazing. Really, really interesting stuff. And so, I mean, I mean, three or four or five summers goes by, and and uh, me and my cousin Freddie were out there swatter skiing on Lake Henry's. You know, not many people jacked around with that kind of stuff because it was cold and it had leeches in it and all that. But, God, we'd surf on Lake Henry's. Get every fat kid in camp come sit on the back of Uncle Jack's boat, and we'd have two surfboards surfing wake behind Jack's boat all through, you know, Henry's Lake all the time. Everybody thought we were crazy. We'd haul two surfboards up there every year and go surfing on Lake Henry's. But anyway, me and Freddie were out there jacking around. You know, it's a hot summer day. We'd go we'd go slalom skiing. So I'm out there in the middle of Henry's, you know, and we're kind of heading over towards the dam area back over there. You'd get in that channel and the water would get a little deeper and a little clearer. We'd go back in that dam and there wouldn't be any waves back there. We'd come flying around. But I was up skiing along, slalom skiing along, cutting across the lake, cutting across the way. Well, I the water's just smooth as glass. And I go, I'm cutting across the wake out there, and I kind of look down, and right by me is one of those Indian posts that used to hold up one of the barrel grounds. And I, I knew what it was instantly, and it was like four or five inches right under the water. But I could tell what it was. 
It was it was hand cut. It was it was a post out in the middle of that lake, and I knew it had to be one of those burial posts. You know that they supported the the burial area with. I mean that had to be it. And so I mean you know the light comes on in my head, so I immediately let go of the rope, and I you know I spleen back, skid to a stop, turn, kick that ski off, and I start swimming back to where I thought it was. I'm almost following the wake of my ski back towards it, and I'm looking through the water. You know I'm trying to feel for it and everything else, and algae in that lake like it's going out of style, and uh, just you know going through there looking for that deal. And Freddie comes swinging back around in the boat. He goes, "Man, why did you drop?" And I said, "Hey, I saw one of those burial posts out here, one of those Indian burial posts." And what I, you know what? Of course, you know, being a boy, I was going to go down there and dive down into the you know it's about fifteen or twenty feet deep right there. I was going to dive down see if I could find me some cool Indian trinkets or something down there on the ground on the floor of, the, of Henry's Lake down there and see if I could find some stuff. You know, probably couldn't, but hell, I was going to give it a shot. I promise you. But I couldn't find that post. I uh, we looked for twenty minutes looking for that that post, and I said, I know I saw that dang thing. I know it. But we looked and looked and looked and looked and looked and uh, couldn't find that thing. Just just and we just finally gave up and went down to the down into the dam area down in the canal over there, the channel over there, and then skied for you know two or three more hours and came back. But uh, yeah, I saw one of those posts back in the day. But yeah, isn't that cool story? That's a really cool story. That's where the Indians from Yellowstone Park used to come out and bury their dead. Really, really cool deal. All right, you guys, so that's it. That's it for this podcast. Kind of threw two stories in there, one about the West Yellowstone Museum and one about the museum over there at Lake Henry's. And, I mean, the building's still there. I bet this telling you guys this podcast makes me want to go drive over there and at least look through one of the windows or something and see what's in there, see if that cool stuffed animal display is in there. Man, I'm telling you, it was badass. That was a really, really cool museum. So it'd be a shame if all that stuff was just in there going to pot, but who knows. But uh, yeah, so that's what these podcasts are. It just enables me to just tell you stories. And a lot of you guys just, you know, email me, tell us some more stories, Teddy. So here we go. That's what these are about. The guidebook ties in with the main podcast when you're driving a section of road from, say, Madison Junction down to Old Faithful, and I tell some stories about that in there. And But you're driving that section of road, and those stories happened in that section of road. So those are all tied in. So I'm just going to throw in some mixed stories, some fun ones, some good ones, and some new stories that people have never heard. And I'll do a few of these. So... All right, you guys have a great time in Yellowstone Park, and thanks for making it to the end of this podcast and all the others. I really appreciate it. Everybody listening, and talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.